Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Going through. Do you guys have just felt so encouraged by this? I just, I have loved hearing the stories and the testimonies and how God is moving in the lives of our people in our church. I loved hearing from Ben. I call him Easter Ben because it looks, looks like he speaks on Easter every single year. Um, that was pretty awesome getting to hear from my boy Dakota and Emma Lynn, um, getting to hear um, from a huge um, encourager and mentor in my life, and he gave us a great challenge, Richard Pascuzzi, and then all the awesome ladies last week and Kim giving a great message. Um, I just have loved it. I really have. I've just been so, so encouraged um, and this week, just as you guys have heard, we're continuing this series, and we're talking about missions. Um, and kind of the reason we're talking about missions is because if you guys know me, missions really did, and I'm understating this, change the trajectory of my life. If you guys know my story, you know, I was kind of on my own path, doing my own thing. I didn't even realize kind of how, like, how surrounded I was in missions growing up. I don't, if, like, I, I don't know if you remember this, but growing up, we used to you know, when you sit at a table and you eat dinner, remember when we used to do that? That used to be a thing. I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but we don't do it anymore. I don't know. But we used to sit around a table and eat food together, right, as a family. And every single night, we would pray and we'd kind of go. We had a bigger family. There were six of us, so we would share praying every single night. And I would pray every Tuesday, and we used to do this thing. We had this basket full of missionary prayer cards. If you guys ever know what I'm talking about, those things, all those cards, we had like a hundred of them. We just collected them. I don't even know for how long. And every single Tuesday, I don't know why, I was so little, but I was like, got to pray for the other family. I don't know what it was, didn't know, I never met them, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, for some reason, I just always wanted to pray for them as a, you know, I think they were missionaries to Zambia and everything like that. But I don't know why missions was just so kind of in the back of my mind. It was kind of always there, but I never really understood it. Um, you know, and growing up, I kind of went on my own path. You know, if you guys know, I, I traveled a lot, played sports, played hockey for, for many, many years. And the moment I came back after all that and kind of, kind of finishing that point in my life, I came back to church for the first time in years, not, like two days after I got back, and the first person I met was Pastor Ed. Walked right up to me, not seeing him. I don't even know if I knew who he was really at that point. I just knew him when I was younger. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, I know this is random. I need you to come on a mission trip with us. He's like, it's in a week. He's like, I know you just got back but let's do it. And I was like, I don't know what that really, I don't know. And I was like, I was super hesitant, but it's kind of hard to say no to Pastor Head. You know what I mean? Like he's like towering over me and I'm like, all right, yes, yes, sir, I'll do it. And I'm telling you something like, it just changed everything in my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding about that. I mean, my passion for missions, my walk with God just changed. I mean, I just started walking with God. I just saw God in a whole new light. Um, I remember, you know, I met my wife on that trip. I mean, there was just so much that happened through that trip that just changed the trajectory of my life. And, you know, we talk about mission trips, and sometimes, you know, it sounds, oh, we're doing a mission trip. There really is purpose, meaning, and mission behind that. And that just was a huge testimony in my life. And I wanted to share that because a huge, uh, a huge family in our life that was just a big encouragement to us was the Doyle family. And when we went to Guatemala, we actually, when we were missionaries, we actually stayed with them for about four months um, they were just absolutely incredible. They were missionaries of ours, of Warehouse Church. Um, we call them the power couple. They are the Chip and Joanna Gaines 
of, they really are, of, of Guatemala. I mean, she is like this master architect. She can, she's a lawyer. She's like this financial analyst, all this stuff. And then he is the I can build anything from nothing kind of guy. And if you don't know them or haven't met them before, you telling you something, you would love them. That's not even a question. But everything you see around you, they actually came up here for like four months and built all this for us. Like they are just a huge, they're just awesome. We just love them as Warehouse Church. I love them. And I wanted you to check out a video from them because they kind of had this new update going in their life. They started a new ministry and are directors over it in Guatemala where they are helping women and children that are in dangerous situations, help them out of that environment into a Christian setting, help them be discipled, and help them be able to provide for their family. So I wanted you guys to check out this video update from our missionaries. Hey there, Warehouse Church. Greetings from Guatemala. Uh, we're the Doyle family. Uh, missing you guys a lot since we were there in 2018. Oftentimes thinking of the really good chiropractic from the Dallas area. Maria Jose says she really misses that. Uh, really misses the barbecues. Really, more than anything, misses all of you from the Warehouse Church. We've got great memories of, of you guys from uh, the time that we spent there. If you'll remember, we... We came in 2018 when uh, the church was just getting moved into the offices there. We helped with the construction, helped supervise a little bit back at that time. And we had fun at the same time with the kids, put them in the Dallas, uh, the Allen School District. And so they got to experience what a good Texas school was like. They said, boy, the schools are great. The rooms are amazing. The teachers are amazing. The students are really difficult. <laughs> anyway, uh, to let you know what's going on with us, we're moving along with, uh, with our lives. Our kids that were in junior high at that point are graduating from high school this year. They're going to be going to hopefully Wheaton up in Illinois. Maybe you've heard of that uh, Kristen School in the, almost in the downtown Chicago area, just outside that little ways. But uh, we're excited. They're thrilled. Maria Jose... <clears throat> signed us up as a family with Dare for More, switching from Mana, who was working with orphans, to uh, what's now a, a women's rescue program. Uh, Maria Jose's starting it from the ground up, and she's already got a group together of, of staff, and they've been in the planning stage for the past year, uh, seeing what programs that they're going to get started out in villages, with what kind of women's needs. Uh, there's even hope that we'll be doing some sort of safe house to get kid, uh, women out of violent circumstances, domestic violence, away from circumstances they really shouldn't be in, uh, to a Christian setting where they can learn a trade. That's one of the big focuses of Dare for More, uh, equipping ladies to not only know the gospel, know who their savior is, but have a way of maintaining themselves without the need of going back to an abusive relationship. And so getting women involved in uh, sewing programs, in cooking programs, and with the hope of coaching for making a small business at the end. Uh, that's the hope right now with Dear For More as they're getting set up. Happy Sunday, Warehouse. We miss you, we love you, and we sure hope to connect with you in person soon. God bless you. I love that family so much. They are just absolutely incredible. And to tell you something, we are going to be connecting with them very soon because we are planning on going down there and seeing them very soon and, and partnering with them and just and seeing what they're doing. Seeing that building makes me want to start working on it now. But I know they were also a huge encouragement, and I want to introduce you guys 
to the Bassani family as they come up and kind of share, because I, I invited them to share, because when we talk about missions, this man right here and Stephanie, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he has asked me, when are we going back to Guatemala? Every single time I see you. But their passion for missions, I just wanted you guys to hear their testimony and kind of what God's doing in their life with that. So would you guys welcome the Bassanis this morning? Thank you, Nick. Good morning, church. Most of y'all know who we are. If you don't, my name is Adriana Bazzani. This is my beautiful wife, Stephanie. Uh, we got to spend some time with the Doyles a few years back. Such an incredible family. I mean, I couldn't say enough good things about them and literally cannot wait till the day we get to shake hands and cook pizza in their backyard after a long day work, uh, day's work again. But uh, besides being, it being so good to be here with you all today, we want to discuss um, our experience with the Warehouse Church mission trips and how it affected us, not just in our personal life, but most importantly, how it affected our personal relationships with our church family and with Jesus Christ. So uh, just to give you a little bit of background, for those that don't know, um, we have five children, ranging from four to 21. Um, <laughs> I think as parents, we always focused on making sure our children were going on these mission trips, doing whatever we could to get enough funds to be able to allow them the opportunity to be humbled by others, um, experience the work of the Lord through others, learn from them, um, but most importantly, learn how to serve. So we always just focused on, on how we could get the kids to wherever they were being asked to go. That's good. Um, however, what we, what we didn't know, you know, of course we would hear from them what they were doing and, and what the goal was and what the purpose, and we'd see the pictures and the video updates and what have you, but um, what we didn't know is that we needed to be nurturing that same, you know, area of our lives as well. Um, so fast forward a little bit, you know, we, we moved to the side of town. We were seeking another church. Um, we were going through a season of hurt, um, grief, a kind of torn relationship with the Lord. Um, and we really needed to find a new church home. Uh, we had received a, a flyer um, about a fall festival of some sort, uh, and it had been on our fridge, and we had planned to uh, go to that, um, but that month was the month I lost my brother. Um, and so that flyer just sat on the fridge for about six months, and I just kept telling myself we needed to go because in that six months, I didn't want to go to church anymore. I was, I was angry with the Lord about losing my brother, and but I knew we needed to. So just one day I said, for Easter, this year, we're going to that church. And that was uh, 2019 Easter. And that was here at Warehouse Church. Right. <laughs> so we fell in love with the church immediately. I mean, literally, we walked in the first day, and I've, I've told this story repeatedly about how warm and welcoming everyone was. And that minute we left the first day, we knew we were coming back the next Sunday. And we've been coming back every Sunday since. <laughs> Unless we're on vacation. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but we still dial in on Facebook. So, uh, but when we started coming here, our relationship with God just got so much better so quickly, and we just adapted this new sense of wanting to do everything we could and just be involved. Um, so, with that being said, one Sunday, shortly after becoming, finally becoming members here, which I think took, what, Kim, three, three weeks, four weeks, something like that, <laughs> uh, we became members, and uh, we were sitting here during a service, and the service closed with... Uh, a vision for a mission trip and a, and a video for a trip to Guatemala. Um, we're still pretty new to the church. We didn't really know everybody. I mean, we were saying hi to everybody at that point, but didn't know everybody. But uh, at the end of that video, 
and listening to Nick for a minute, I knew that we were going to go to that trip. And I looked at my wife, and she knew as well. Um, we ended up signing ourselves up and our daughters up uh, that afternoon. And we didn't know what we were about, the adventure we were about to take was not just going to like lead us spiritually, but it was also going to give us a life with our permanent church. So, um, yeah. So uh, I wrote some stuff here. I just wrote, to be able to travel to another country with your children to do the Lord's work and to see the beauty that God has created even through poverty is such a blessing. On this mission trip, we were equally blessed to work with such an incredible group of people like the Doyles who led the home build project along with the village visits, the feeding and medical center visits, and the coffee farm project. There were the cooks who hosted the manor house and they had some amazing chefs, Carla and Myra, who I'll never forget. They also connected us with some sweet kids uh, at the orphanage next to the manor house, ranging from babies to teens. There's even a, a young man I met three years ago named Neftali. I still keep up with him to this day. He just actually got his black belt in karate and is just doing such, such amazing things. So kind of just to touch on that uh, with some of those projects that like, as you can see in that video, you just watched, you know, Brennan was talking about how everything's connected and that's kind of what he was just mentioning. You know, when we went into this trip, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't really know what we were going to be doing on the trip, right? Um, and you're meeting so many people, but when you were on the trip, you were, you were not only building like lasting friendships with people that were from the church, because like we said, we were fairly new. We were starting to learn, um, I mean, even our own neighbors, right? Laura, Soren were there. We were getting to know them better. Um, at the time, the, the Wafters, they were here before. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. AKA chicken bus, if anybody was on the trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was there, he was also new to the church, so we were all getting to know each other, we were in our own neighborhood. But then, uh, aside from that, people that joined the trip were also others um, that were familiar with Warehouse Church, had, had some connection um, through Ed or the Stewarts, and um, they were from Massachusetts, um, and now they're in Colorado. Uh, I mean, we were just meeting people that we were going to be connected to forever after this trip um, because we were serving together and getting to know each other. I mean, even uh, Rachel, I didn't even know her. We met on the trip. And then, you know, next thing you know, she's with my kids every day, um, ministering them. It was a big impact on them. So it, it was just really great to be exposed to different people that we probably wouldn't have met um, outside of going on this trip. Um, but with that said, too, the, the connections of the ministry um, so like the, the Doyles, they're, they're helping you, or they're running that coffee farm project, but that coffee farm is also connected to the orphanage because when they age out of the orphanage, they've kind of um, done some sort of you know, apprenticeship training so they can then work at the coffee farm. So you got to start seeing that all these places you were visiting were connected somehow. Um, and it, it was just a really amazing experience to see everybody like in unison working, for, you know, working toward the same common goal even if you didn't know what that goal was, all of a sudden you started putting the puzzle pieces together like, aha, that's how they know each other. And if you know, even here within the church, right, you start, oh, you know them, I know them. Well, this is how, you know, and we're all connected somehow. We're one big giant family, um, you know, and it's just a miracle to see how all of us work together to serve the Lord. And we all have different talents that we bring to the table um, so that we can establish our goals. Yeah. So... Anyway, at the end of it all, I remember so vividly sitting at, across the table from a group of people I didn't know so well. Uh, and maybe we knew each other at church, but we never actually sat together, talked to each other. We didn't know anybody from leaving here and being in a place I've never been. Um, but every night we sit together uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the night with Marianne. She'd lead us in reflection on what we accomplished together each day and what God has done to us each personally. 
And by the end of that trip, I remember sitting there on the very last day sitting with everybody and looking across the table from family. Um, we were not people we didn't know anymore. We knew each other deeply, compassionately, and we were going to, be con we were going to continue to be family probably for the rest of our lives. Um, and when I say that, I mean it goes far beyond our Sundays together, or even, uh, even though Life Group is an amazing thing too, it even goes beyond that because these people have gotten so close to us that uh, we love and support each other with everyday life. We've made permanent relationships on days that were having rough days, days we were having great days. We call each other, we text each other, we talk about our kids, and we support each other with everyday life. Um, it is something we'll always be eternally, eternally grateful for, and we're so ready for another adventure with our church, and we just hope and pray that we could do this one day with each and every one of you. And then uh, just on a, you know, in addition to all that, um, some highlights that we experienced too when we were, for, I know for me, I mean, I know you, he was mainly working on the house project. I mean, that alone was amazing from the skills that we learned, the teamwork we all, you know, got to appreciate from each other um, and the team building we did, you know, we hiked a, a volcano, you guys. <laughs> um, but we, in the villages, you know, we were going into the villages, meeting families, um, praying with people who were struggling personally, but the prayers they were praying were not for themselves. Um, they were always for others. They were always seeking, you know, what the Lord could provide for others, not even considering their needs. Um, it was a real big eye-opener to witness. Um, I was able to witness miracle healing through Hooten's um, team, which was, I mean, unbelievable and indescribable to see. Uh, it was, it was just a life-changing experience. And from because of that experience and us looking at each other that one day and just saying yes, we made it a, a a commitment to each other to be intentional from that moment forward and always just be more yes people because of like I mentioned with the kids we were always we're busy who's going to watch the kids you know this this kid has something let's put it before our needs and now we're just yes we just say yes because God's telling us to say yes hey thank you guys I appreciate it man I love this family so much and you know what's funny about trips is you can't walk away from a trip without like 10 stories. Like you really, you just can't. Like, I mean, I could tell you, <laughs> I remember when we went on that trip, one thing we were struggling with is finding a driver. Because you're driving in a third world country, driving a huge 15 passenger van that's stick shift, like the long lost art of driving, right? And I remember Stephanie was like, I'm driving, everyone out of my way, let's go, I got this. And it was awesome. And then I remember Adriano, this was kind of just ridiculous. I didn't realize what a true man was until I guess I saw this. But we were at the coffee farm, and I remember we had to get this couch. I don't know if you remember this. We had to get this couch onto a second-story house, and we're like, I don't know how to do this. And this sp the spiral staircase was like this wide, so we're like, all right, well, we have to get over this balcony somehow. And we're thinking, like, we're all kind of, me and Brendan are talking, we're like, I don't know how we're going to get this up. All of a sudden, Adriano's just like, all right, someone get up on the second ledge. He picks up a couch, <laughs> and when I say a couch, like, not a chair, a love seat. This was a couch. And he picks it up by himself and hoists it over his head. I'm not kidding. Like, I didn't know that was, it was, I don't know what it was. And I don't know. It was just, it was just ridiculous. I'm always going to remember that, but I was just kind of in awe for a long, still am, and still kind of afraid of him, but love him too at the same time. 
Um, but I just love that family. So church, I want to encourage you that we're going to be doing something a little different this morning, kind of as we talk about missions. I want us to celebrate missions, but then I also want us to be challenged and encouraged to do more, okay? But before we do that, I want us to look in a passage and study this this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 8, uh, 1 through 5. And this is when Paul um, is talking to the church in Corinth at the time. And he says, and now... Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Because if you read actually in the book of Acts, you can actually hear and see about the persecution and how badly they were treated, that they were actually kind of pushed into living into like deep poverty. Um, and then it says in verse 3, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently, I love this, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. Because at the time, Paul was kind of rallying these churches together and saying, hey, our Christians, our brothers and sisters in Jerusalem are struggling right now. They need help. They are suffering such severe persecution. They are suffering famine and war, and we need to rally behind them. And that's what he's encouraging this church in Corinth to do. And then it says, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first all to the Lord, meaning that they seeked him first in this matter. And then it says, and then by the will of God also to us. And the reason I love this passage is because as you read this, you kind of see Paul is kind of celebrating and honoring the generosity of the churches in Macedonia and kind of telling the church in Corinth and encouraging them, look at this example that they are setting. Right? And I want us to, you know, Warehouse Church was sort of birthed out of generosity. Right? And I, I kind of want us to celebrate that this morning and celebrate what God has done since then. You know, Warehouse Church is about four and a half years old or so, and I want us to do a little mission celebration. Okay? So I want us to look at these, these numbers here. Warehouse Church missions. The first one this morning is over 42 missionaries and ministries supported. All right. Hey, this is a time where we're going to celebrate this, okay? Like, these are awesome things. Over 42, and that means we are either supporting missionaries monthly as they are out of the country, they are doing things, serving the Lord on a daily basis, and then ministries, meaning churches and feeding centers and uh, orphanages, just like everything, basically, the Bassanis were talking about. Like, Warehouse Church's generosity has had an impact in that for over 42. The next one here is seven missions trips taken. And the reason I wanted that one up there is because, you know, me and Katie, when we were missionaries for about five or six years, we've taken dozens and dozens of trips all over the world, but there's a difference between all those trips that we've taken and then a warehouse church trip. If you've been on a church with warehouse, you know that we don't just go there kind of just to walk around and see everything and just be like, oh, that's really neat. Pastor Ed's like, all right, what are we doing? What are we going to be doing? All right, we're serving with this church. What can we do for them? What's the need? All right, we're going to build some houses for some families in need. Let's do that. I remember this one year we decided, it was like the week before Easter. We went just before Easter and we wanted to do a big outreach for them. They've never been able to do a big outreach and kind of do anything like that in their community. So we threw a big block party. Brian Hooten was there, Dr. Brian Hooten. He had like a huge medical clinic. I think he adjusted like 2,200 people that week. Um, so we had that going at the same time. And there was like over 1,000 people that showed up. And then we left just before the service though, like that Saturday. And the pastor reached out and he was like, it was the biggest service we've ever had since we've been around. And I'm like, that's just kind of neat that, you know, these trips have meaning, they have purpose, there's a mission behind them. So we celebrate that this morning. 
And I want you to read this next one. This one kind of blows my mind a little bit. 138 church plants that Warehouse Church has helped. 138. That blows my mind when I read that. 138 church plants. And then look at this. Next one. Total sent to missions, 1,749,441. I mean, gives you goosebumps. That's awesome. Because those are numbers, but think of the impact behind those numbers. Think of the 138 church plants meeting right now. Those over 42 missionaries and ministries that are doing something right now, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the generosity of Warehouse Church. You think of the impact of the thousands of lives getting to hear about Jesus that we don't even know about right now, but we celebrate. That's just awesome. I just want to encourage you with that. You know, um, you think of that impact. I just, it makes me feel so honored to be a part of Warehouse Church, you know, that we get to be a part of this. And I love that we get to celebrate all that God has done, but I want to encourage you with something. Let's have the mindset that that is just the beginning. Let's be willing and ready, just like that word in the back says, our word of the year, ready for what God has for us and what part he would have us to play in it. That's huge. Church, we are responsible to send prayers, send resources, and send people. What is God calling you to do? I want to go over three things this morning, go, go over these very quickly, just three kind of challenges for you this morning as we kind of dive deeper into missions and kind of uh, what more, saying, what more can I do? What else can I do? I'm willing. You know, Katie kind of talked about this. I love that the worship team sang that song this morning, that new song. That, that song gives me goosebumps. The song, Send Me. Um, and I love that because that is straight out of Scripture. It's straight out of Isaiah 6-8, right? Isaiah at this time is... Um, being fed a vision by God. He is in the presence of God. And he actually, when he is in the presence of God, says, my life is ruined. That's the first thing he says. And it's just because he's in the presence of God and he realizes, wow, my life, everything I have is yours. Everything I'm doing is going to be for you. Everything I have, I'm going to give back to you. And I just love that. And it actually says in Isaiah 6, 8, it says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, Lord, Send me. And I hope that as we were singing that this morning and declaring that to God this morning, that we meant it. That we meant what we said when we say, Lord, send me. And that can have a variety of different meanings behind it. Lord, send me into my family. I know there's people in my family that are struggling with depression or addiction or they just need to have the, the hope of Jesus in their life. Lord, send me into my family. Use me in that area. Help me to be example for them. Lord, send me into my workplace. I, I know there's just too many times that I, I walk into work and I, I clock in and I clock out of my relationship with God. And I'm tired of doing that. I gotta start living that example on a daily basis, not just when it's more convenient for me. Send me into my workplace. Send me into my community. Lord, pray and ask God for more opportunities to love on our neighbors, our friends, serve in different ways. Please. Send me to my community. Send me to another country, just like the Bassanis. Like they prayed about that. That's something that they have a passion for. And it's something that they keep bothering me about every single day. When are we going back? Right? But 
Lord, if we pray that and just say, Lord, send me to another country, I need that. I need that in my life. Like, I didn't even know I needed it until it happened. And I am so, so, so glad that I was able to go on that trip and go to another country and kind of see what God is doing because it's just kind of amazing to see God work and just all over the world. But when we truly declare that and mean that, when we say, Lord, here I am, send me, I tell you something, he will. When we mean that, Lord, send me, he will. The second thing is we have no excuse. I was trying to think of, you know, the biggest thing I've taken away from these trips that we've taken. You know, I've always come back humbled, and I'm like, this is amazing, and just, but I've seen, we've just seen so, so much, and we've seen so many great things of, of life change, and, and just seeing the testimonies of people all around the churches, and feeding centers, and all this stuff, and we've just seen the passion of God in people's lives, where we've been to a church in Romania where, you know, that we actually went there at 8 o'clock and we left it around 5.30. Now, if I said that to you this morning, hey, we're staying until 5.30, I don't know if any of you would. I'd be talking to an room, empty room of people. But they just wanted to stay and talk and just grow and just do life together as they were pursuing a closer walk with God. And I just, I just love that. And, but there's also the other side of it where you see people all over the world are dying, are suffering, incredible persecution because nothing is going to stop them from gathering and worshiping the name of Jesus. So what's our excuse? You know, we, we went to a, the first time I went to Cuba, we, we partnered with an awesome seminary there. And Warehouse Church actually, uh, actually helped plan a church there as well. And we went to this seminary that kind of builds up these pastors and sends them out to plant a church. And, you know, we were walking around. I, I'm going to always remember this very vividly. We're walking around. I saw this wall, just a plain wall with like 10 picture frames on it. No idea what it was. I, was just, I just asked the, the president at the time that was giving the tour. I was like, uh, who are these guys? Just kind of, it just seemed very random. And he said, those are the, the past presidents of the, of the school. I was like, oh, that, that's kind of neat. I was like, 10, 10 presidents kind of seems like it would be around for a really long time. Um, and he's like, no, we've only been around for, you know, like 20, 30 years. I was like, I was like that's kind of weird. And he said, well, it's because every single one of those people on there was either imprisoned, tortured, or killed because of their faith. And I was just kind of rocked, but I knew how, you know, tough Cuba is. And I was like, is that kind of still happening nowadays? And he's, he just looked at me, and he's like, just with a humble heart, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've been imprisoned a couple times, and I've I've been beaten for my faith, and, you know, nothing really prepares you for that when you hear that, because I just felt like I was just falling so short. And I came back, I was like, what is my excuse after hearing that? It just kind of, it honestly just rocked my world, because I kind of asked myself this question, I'm going to ask you this too, if you were faced with that kind of persecution, what would our response be? Will our faith hold strong? If someone said, if you continue to worship, you continue to gather together, if you continue to proclaim the name of Jesus, I'm going to send you to prison. What's our response to that? It just kind of rocked me a little bit. Because I, I think, you know, you know, summer's coming up, and you know, my favorite time of year is summer. I love summer. I love going to the beach with my family and, and spending time with them. It's just a blast. And I know for so many of us, you know, summer's a busy time. Right? Like, we have... 
man, work picks up for a lot of us. Man, I'm working extra hours. I'm doing all this stuff. And man, my kids, my kids are in a ton of extra activities. I don't know if I have time to, to go to life group. I don't know if I have time. If I, I might not make it to church or do this. Or I have vacations. They're booked. They're planned. They're paid for. Three weeks this summer. I'm already, I'm, I'm done. I'm clocking out, right? And, I, and trust me, as I say this, I'm not saying those things are bad things, okay? I want you to understand that. Those things aren't bad things. Those are good things. Taking vacations and time away with your family, that's a good thing. Working hard, providing for your family, again, that's a good thing. Getting your kids involved in sports and in the community, it's a good thing. But what we have to understand is when those good things start to take the place and the precedence over the best thing, that's Jesus Christ in our life, and it becomes a bad thing. We have to start remembering with our main purpose is that if we have the hope of Jesus in our life, that should be our main mission, to share that with every single possible person that we can. We have no excuse not to jump all in for God, to jump behind the mission of Warehouse Church and not just kind of be a spectator and say, this is awesome, love those numbers, that's cool, everyone keep it up. No, I want to be on the front line doing more, saying, let's do more, but I'm here, I'm willing, Lord, send me. I want to be first to be doing something. The last thing this morning, and I'm going to start to wrap it up, I want to ask you this question. Are we willing to risk it all? Are we willing to risk it all for that one that doesn't know Jesus? You know, we read about the churches in Macedonia that gave more than they could. They did more than they could. They prayed and just, they were suffering. They were doing so much and they seeked God and said, Lord, whatever your will is for this, we're going to do it. And I'm not saying you have to risk it all. God's not saying you have to drop everything to follow me. But we need to have that willing heart to say, I'm willing to do it though. I'm willing to risk everything. I'm willing to risk my resources. I'm willing to risk my social status, my relationships, I'm willing to risk it all because guess what? He already risked it all for us by sending his son to die on a cross for every single one of us. We have to start stepping out of our comfortable lives and saying, I'm willing to risk it all because that's when we will truly see the power of God work in our life. When we say, you know, I think too many of us kind of go through life and we say, man, I wish I saw God work in this life or I wish God was going to do more here. Or, I've been praying and asking God to help me with this addiction or um, depression in my family or this. And we kind of just ask God and ask God. And that's, that's good. The Bible says to seek God. But are we willing and ready to step forward and say, God might provide a different opportunity. It might not seem like he's answering your prayer, but he is. He's providing you an opportunity to love on somebody. He's providing you an opportunity to send you into a certain place, maybe another country. We have to step out of our comfortable lives and just say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Work through me. But let's not just talk about doing more for God. Let's actually take those steps of action and do it. Because we can talk the talk. We can say, yeah, let's do more. We celebrate those numbers. That's awesome. But it's time we actually take those steps of action. Let's start committing to gathering and worshiping together every single week. Let's be committed to the house this summer. Okay, because God is on the move at Warehouse Church. I want to encourage you, don't just be a part of it. Be all in. 
be all in. Let's start sharing our faith more. Let's start praying for more opportunities for us to be able to do that. I think too many of us, I, I mean, I get distracted by the day just as much as everybody else. Like, we just kind of go through, we got to clock into work, we clock out of work, we clock into our family, we do all these things. But are we praying and asking God for an opportunity in every single one of those areas to say, hey, I need to share my faith. I need to live by your example, Lord, in my, when I'm with my family. I got to start sharing my faith with my coworkers. I got to make sure I'm inviting people to church because guess what? Warehouse Church, this series that we're going through, you can see the impact it's had, it's had on our church family. I want to invite people into that. And I want them to experience that same impact and that same hope that we have. Let's start going all in for God and stop holding stuff back. Let's be a church on mission for God and continue to celebrate all that he's done, but let's be ready for what's to come. Because I'm excited about that. You know, this morning we actually have an opportunity to to not just talk about doing something, but actually do something. And I love that. Because we get to celebrate something, we're going to be challenged to do more, and we have an opportunity to do more right now. You know, we've been talking about this for the past couple weeks. We have five interns, five Bible students, coming here this summer. Okay, they are giving their whole summer to serving here at Warehouse Church. That's pretty awesome. I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. That's your summer, Right? No, but it's just, it's awesome that they're doing this. And they're coming to learn, to serve, to grow, to lead, and just to be kind of built up and encouraged as leaders as God is about to send them out. But we get to have a part in that. We get to invest in their lives. And as Warehouse Churches, we get to build them up over these next few weeks. We get to send them out to where God is calling them. That's missions. And that's awesome. But church, I want to encourage you, we need help with that. We need you to get behind that. You know, we have financial support that we want to take care of them. We want to make sure while they're here, they are taken care of. And we also want to bless them because at the end of it, we want to be able to give them a small scholarship towards their school as well. Just to be able to bless them and just say, hey, we, we are behind you. We are rallying behind you like the churches in Macedonia. And we are going to be behind you, support you, and send you out in every single possible way we can. You know what we also need? We actually need a couple more houses. We just need places for them to stay, to sleep, right? If maybe you're thinking like, well, you know what? I, maybe I can't do much financially right now, but you know, I have a spare room. Or I, I, have, I, can, I can do something like that. Reach out to us. We need help with that as well. And maybe you're like, I don't know if I fit into any of those areas. Maybe you can host a, a dinner or a, a lunch for them. We want to be able to pour into them as much as possible as Warehouse Church, invest in them, love on them. So we're asking people to sign up to, to host dinners, to, to have them over your house, to, to, ha- to get, take them out to lunch somewhere. Like I'm already planning on taking them to Rodeo Goat because that's my place. Um, but make sure to sign up for that. Maybe it's bringing them lunch here at Warehouse Church while they're working hard. Maybe it's t- taking them to your house and making them a nice cooked meal and just getting to know them, love on them, and encourage them as God is working in their life. And Kim is actually going to share a little bit more, more about that, how you can do that. But I just want to encourage you to pray, just like the churches in Macedonia did, as they prayed and seek God and said, Lord, Lord, what will you have me do in this? I don't want to just be a spectator in this. I don't want to just celebrate those numbers I didn't know that we were a part of. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of impacting lives here in our community, right here in our backyard, all those church plants that we were able to be a part of, and all those ministries all over the world we were able to be a part of. 
if we all just jump in for God, we can just say that's just the beginning. We get to do so much more and just glorify God through it all. And I hope this excites you this morning because I'm excited for this summer. I'm excited for what God's doing through Warehouse Church. And let's continue to celebrate all that God has done, but be expectant about what's to come and take our part in this and say, I'm ready to go all in because it's going to take every single one of us, not just a few of us, not just this section or this section. When we all step up and say, I go all in, man, God's going to work huge. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. Thank you that Warehouse Church is a church on mission. Thank you that we get to be a part of this, that we get to celebrate all that you've done, Lord. It's incredible to see those numbers. It's incredible to see those 42 missionaries and ministries and those 183 church plants and just, it just kind of blows my mind and and just, we feel so blessed to be able to be a part of it, Lord, that you are using the generosity of Warehouse Church to impact thousands and thousands of lives that even though we might not see it right now, that people are meeting, people are getting to hear about the gospel, the hope of Jesus Christ right now because of the generosity of Warehouse Church. And that's something to celebrate. Lord, help us not just to hold on to that and say, look what we've done, that's enough. Now I can coast, now I can just skate on by. Let's just say, let's celebrate that, but let's do more. We want Warehouse Church to be a beacon of light and hope all over the world. But Lord, use every single one of us this morning song that we sang to you this morning, the song that we worshipped you with this morning, as it says, here I am, Lord, send me. Lord, use that in our life. Just grow that in our hearts that we would, as we sing that, just, Lord, here I am, send me, that we would mean that this morning, that we'd put away our excuses that hold us back and say, I'm willing to risk it all for you because you've given your all for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for Warehouse Church. We thank you for the impact that Warehouse Church has had for your name, Lord, for your sake. Lord, but we're expectant and ready for what's to come. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.